0: Everybody and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Spotlight podcast, where we take a look at a young player from South America that we think will be successful or has the potential to be successful one day in Europe. On today's show, we will be talking about Yeri Mina, uh, the Colombian defender currently playing at Palmeiras, uh, and will be heading to Barcelona at some point in the near future. Near future. I'm your host, Austin Miller, here in Chicago, joined, as always, by Tom Robinson. Uh, Tom, how are you doing? Uh, Yeri Mina's a fun player that we get an opportunity to break down here.
1: Been looking forward to this one for a long time. I think, uh, you know, we like to have a bit of debate over some of these young players, but this might be just a bit of a love-in, really, for big old Yeri Mina. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to talking to you about him. And, yeah, he's definitely a man with a bright future.
0: So as it stands right now for Mina... He's a, a 22-year-old center back at Palmeiras, where he has been since 2016. Uh, he was at Santa Fe in Colombia before that for about three seasons in Santa Fe. Right now, as it stands, he is set to move to Barcelona at the end of the 2018 World Cup. That could change, though. There are some rumblings that he could head over in this transfer window uh, in the middle of 2017 right now we'll see if that comes to fruition I think Palmeiras will do all they can to not let that happen we'll see what what, what Mina seems to think of that but Tom as, as far as a playing style he is a big center back but he's not just big and lumbering he can be athletic uh, he's dangerous with headers scoring goals he really seems as though he may not be the complete package but he's pretty close to it
1: yeah by South American standards he's probably one of the best players still playing on the continent. Yeah, you know, as you said, he's, he's a tall guy. I think he's what six foot five, you know, almost two meters tall. Um, so he's really imposing. So obviously he's got great aerial ability. He's strong tackles well. He's got these long telescopic legs that just, you can't seem to get around. And he doesn't, he doesn't pick up that many cards. I don't think he, and he's quick, you know, he's, he's not necessarily the fastest guy around, but for someone of his build, you know, he's deceptively, uh, faster. So, on paper and just looking at his raw attributes he he seems to have it all right
0: he does and and like you said he's not just tall but he's athletic as well he can jump and he can move around and you know he's not he's not the quickest guy on the pitch ever of course but he has that surprising athleticism uh, and can certainly move around well and i think that is what's going to allow him to to probably become such a great player in the box he's he's so dangerous on set pieces he's scored a number of big goals for Palmeiras scored a pair of of winners for them in this year's Copa Libertadores uh, scored some goals for Santa Fe in the Copa Libertadores uh, he scored a goal in World Cup qualifying for Colombia and he's the type of center back Tom that can can be dangerous at both ends of the pitch and he's such a handful for opposing defenses to try to deal with on set pieces
1: yeah, totally. I was I was looking, having a look at his stats earlier, and I think he's already got about 20 goals in his career. Um, like you said, he's he's already got three in this Libertadores alone, and he, he got a few for uh, Santa Fe last last time around as well. And I think sometimes the danger you get with central defenders who who score a lot of goals is you know you you see them, and that's the immediate thing that jumps out, and it kind of draws you to to them. I think it's a danger that some people can sometimes fall into. I remember. Just to take one example, Stephen Calker, who, who got a move to Spurs over here in England, and he was great going forward, but then he kind of got found out defensively. So that's what I was kind of worried about at first when, when I saw Mina, because I, I was drawn to this amazing sort of goal return that he had. But then actually watching him play more, especially when he was at Santa Fe alongside Francisco Meza, who's another decent young centre-back who I think's playing in Mexico now. They had... A ridiculously tight defense. Um, I think in that Sudamericana win in 2015, they were just, you know, they didn't let anyone through. The, the final both legs were nil-nil, which kind of tells you everything that you need to know about that, uh, that Santa Fe team that we've uh, we've often uh, complained about on the Libertadores pod. He's got the skills at both ends of the pitch and, you know, that, that aerial ability works defensively and offensively so yeah he's he is someone who does seem to have all the skills that you need to be a modern day center back
0: and and in defense he's very strong in tackles he's and he i think one thing that sticks out to me and you know i mean as a player that as a palmanis fan i obviously see a lot is the confidence with which he plays you know he always seems to be under control it never really seems like he's in a panic state or that he's he's retreating or trying to recover. It seems like he's generally always in the right position, and even if he is under pressure from an opposing attacker, he always seems so calm. He's, he's pretty good with his feet. You know, he'll make a slip up here and there, as most center backs are wont to do, but for the most part, he, he's confident with his feet. He can deliver the ball out of the back, and, and Tom, one of my favorite Mina things is In a match sometimes, he'll have the ball in the back, he'll look for an option to pass, it's not there, and he'll start to dribble forward, and he kind of gets this head of steam about him, and he says, I'm not going to stop until someone gets in my way, and next thing you know, is in the attacking half, applying the pass for the goal in the box, and I think he's just so dangerous in situations like that. Obviously, he can't always merade forward, and he'll probably get to a level where that becomes a danger, but with where he's at now, he just, he plays with that confidence that you know that he trusts in what he's doing as a centre back and as a player.
1: Yeah, I think you know if someone says they don't like a centre back that gallivants forward, then then frankly they're a liar, you know. And and like you said, that confidence about him spreads to the whole team. And even even in his goal celebration, you know he has a he has a lovely little dance when he when he scores a goal, and it's, it seems like someone who's just relaxed and confident and just really enjoying his football. And I think that's what makes you warm to him him so much. We, we all know he's going to t- make the move to Europe whenever that might be. I mean, when do, when do you think would be the best time for him to move uh, to Barcelona or, or wherever he, he does end up?
0: I think it's, it's very interesting because, as you said, he is one of, if not the best players on the South American continent right now. I don't think there's much argument there. He's probably, he's definitely the best young defender. But he's also has eyes towards the 2018 World Cup. Uh, with his native nation Colombia, he's he's gotten himself a spot in that defense, and that's a spot that he intends to keep. I think probably regardless of what happens, he'll keep that, but he'll want to be on good form for that World Cup, and that's close enough now that players can start thinking about that in making moves. Uh, if he stays in South America, he's obviously guaranteed first team football. He's probably the first name on the team sheet for Palmeiras anytime they play you pencil in 26 Mina at central defense, it's going to happen. Whereas if he makes a move, and right now it's Barcelona who are he's going to be the property of, and whether they loan him out or not, you don't know that that first-team football is a guarantee. Selfishly, as a Palmatis fan, I think the originally agreed plan of moving after the 2018 World Cup is probably best for Mina, because it ensures that he'll be playing regular football in the build-up to that World Cup. It's best for, I think, him individually and it's best for Colombia. I think that's what Jose Peckerman would want to see of him. That said, if Barcelona think that there is a need and that he would feature for them at least in some role, I understand their desire to bring him over early because he is that enticing of a player. He can do that much in defense and can be that dangerous for opposing defenses to deal with. Uh, So I would not be surprised to see him move over early. I think Barcelona would have to provide some compensation to Palmeiras, Were that to be the case, I think they'd have to kind of sweeten the deal a little bit. But I, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that he could move over and play a role right away for Barcelona. Maybe not as a starting every match centre-back, but as a squad player, you could
1: certainly see him featuring because I think we're in agreement, Tom, that he is that good. Yeah, he's definitely that good. My, you know, Just to play devil's advocate, is he Barcelona good though? Because I'm I'm not debating that he should be starting for a top side in in Europe, but you know Barcelona is a a different kettle of fish. You know the the scrutiny that we placed on him would be absolutely massive, and any kind of mistake might be seized upon. So what I'm what I'm wondering is whether you think he's he's ready to kind of go straight in. There or would they potentially be better off going for another young Colombian, um, Davinson Sanchez, who who has a bit more European experience, maybe a couple of years younger. Like, I mean, for me, they'd, they they could be a really good partnership right there for national team and and for club. But I wonder if he's right now ready at that highest highest level. Um, so I'd be interested to hear what you think.
0: I don't think he's that level. I don't know that there's really anybody that that's that level at this point. It would be a difficult move for him. And I think that is where the hesitation would be because he certainly does not want to be losing out on playing time. And as you said, I wouldn't say that he's a mistake prone player, but his style of play does lend itself to the occasional poor back pass or the occasional decision where Mina is stranded at the midfield line because he's bombed forward on a run and all of a sudden the opposing team has a three on two coming back the other way because there's only one center back there and those plays can be forgiven when he's very clearly the best defender on the pitch at Palmeiras, but that wouldn't be the case at Barcelona so he might still be a step away from that level but I still think he could do a job for that team right now I just don't know if he could be the type of player that they probably need to play in central defense every single match. But then again, it's not like there are many of those players around the world right now.
1: You almost need to just kind of throw him in there and and see if he sinks or swims, you know. I mean, maybe, maybe like you said, they'll, they'll look at just keeping him at Palmeiras where he's, you know, got a great setup and he's doing well. And and obviously there's Libertadores uh, football that, you know, you'd like to think that they'd let him stay in, until the end of that because as we know Palmeiras are one of the favorites for for that competition but you know maybe we'll see him move to another spanish club on loan you'd definitely say he would he would kind of walk into a lot of a lot of those clubs you know a Villarreal or some some team kind of just below that that top tier just to kind of let him adapt away from the bright lights of the of barcelona so yeah it's, it's going to be interesting and i i think he stands a really good chance of of being that starting centre-back for Colombia. They they seem to have produced quite a few good centre-backs at the moment. So it's it's not like that's even a given as well with Davinson Sanchez, Jason Murillo and a few other kind of guys in there like Zapata, Medina and yeah, Oscar Mario even as well. So it's going to be an interesting time for him um, and I, I really do want him to succeed, you know, um, despite, you know, my... Little minor criticism, maybe just there, but yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's gonna be a player that maybe some people, if they haven't seen him before the World Cup, are kind of sit up and take notice. And that and that kind of that fee of I think it was around nine million euros, wasn't it? Could actually end up looking really, really cheap.
0: I think, even from, from where I sit now, it does look cheap when you consider the type of player that he is currently but also the type of player that he'll probably develop into. I think Barcelona have done a fantastic job of getting that fee and signing that early when they said this is going to be a player. And then as he's developed at both Palmeiras and with the Colombian national team, I think that value has gone up and they're going to have a steal for it, to be honest with you. I think the interesting question is one you brought up for Mina with eyes toward that 2018 World Cup you know would it be best for him to stay in South America or if the potential to make a loan move to another Spanish squad or, or maybe a, one of the big Portuguese squads presented itself would that be the better move for him I don't know what he would want personally but what do you think would be better for for him as a footballer
1: uh, it's a tough one to say really because he does almost seem like a a big fish in a small pond you know no disrespect to Brazil you know I think he would benefit from just that kind of switch um, of of cultures of styles of of, of expectation perhaps as well but you know playing playing for Palmeiras you know it's a huge club they're going for some of the biggest titles um, in South America maybe that would be preferential to you know just kind of getting a bit of league football, uh, a middle range La Liga side or Portuguese side. I think either one would would benefit him. I don't think, I think as long as, like we say, kind of uh, all these pods is is as long as they're getting that first team football, it's it's going to be beneficial. I think definitely staying until Palmeiras to the end of the year would be the right move because, um, you know, he, he hasn't been at Palmeiras for too long. So I think to be moving him around quite a lot might be might disrupt him a little bit. But certainly, maybe at the start of 2018, if he can guarantee some football. But again, like you said, the World Cup on the horizon would play a part. And I think when you're six months away from that, you don't want to disrupt your rhythm. So I think it depends massively. But for me, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay at Palmeiras for, for, another, for another year.
0: Mina is obviously a player that, that you and I are, are both fond of. Uh, but he, he, he's not without his faults. And it, I don't think it's necessarily a technical fault of his, but you have to use him in the right role. Uh, in this past weekend, Palmeiras didn't do that. Um, the manager, Kuka, decided to experiment with three at the back, and so three center backs uh, against their uh, city rival, Sao Paulo. And Mina was forced to play one of the outside of those center backs. And he really struggled trying to defend wing players. Uh, Luis Araujo for Sao Paulo, kind of random in circles throughout the match, to be honest. He was more athletic. He was quicker. Uh, and as we said, Mina, it's not as though he's slow, but he's a lot better moving up and down, if you will, than side to side on the pitch, trying to track these these dangerous run of wingers. So he's not, you know, we do see some of these bigger clubs going to that style of three at the back. You know, obviously Chelsea did quite well with it, but he is, he's a player, Tom, that I don't think would function as well in that type of role. He is a
1: traditional through and through center back on the defensive end. That's where he's best utilized. If he was to play in a back three, do you think he'd be better suited in maybe the middle of that where he can maybe go up and down a bit? Or I mean, do you think his passing is good enough for for that role? Because a lot of center backs, whether you play in a back four or back three, you're going to be expected to split and maybe have a midfielder drop in for that, for that third defender as people look to push up the, the fullback. So I think, as you said, if this is a part of his game that he needs to work on, you know, kind of in the wider areas where he's maybe a little less comfortable against some quick players, I think, regardless. But yeah, I mean, is, is there any way he could play in a back three, do you think?
0: I think that center role, if he were to be able to play in a back three, I think it would be that center role. Uh, I don't think either of the wing roles, I don't think he's ever really going to be athletic enough to, to play that role as you would like to see it played. I think you could certainly make a scenario in which you could play in the center. I do think he's good with the ball at his feet. Uh, His passing isn't tremendous necessarily. He's actually more dangerous when he makes those long lumbering runs forward and then looks for a pass from there. His pure distribution could probably use some work. I think it would be interesting to see him in that role. But I also don't know that it, it's it's necessary for him to be able to do that role because i think we're both in agreement that the role that he currently
1: plays in a back four as a traditional center back he's pretty darn good at oh 100 and also as we as we've kind of alluded to earlier he's he's got the kind of auxiliary striker role as as something up his sleeve when it when he, when the team needs a goal he can just get big man up top you know kind of a a Dion dublin of uh, south american football if you will that's a for, for people that uh, remember him not from uh, homes under the hammers or whatever he's presenting on british tv at the moment but yeah i think that's he is versatile um and i think maybe playing in that center back role is in a back four is his best option but yeah as we've seen he's definitely someone who's who's got a bit more about him than your average player and you you mentioned it that auxiliary striker role that's one of the things that he's been quite
0: successful with at Palmatus is came up with a, a couple of late goals in this year's Libertadores uh, to win a match against wilsterman uh, and to win a match at home against Penado and he also had another goal in the road match against Penado where he came forward from a center back position on a couple of set pieces but also late in matches if you give him the freedom to kind of get in the box and and mix things up he's not afraid to do that and he's comfortable doing that you know he can score with his feet if necessary but if you get a ball to his head he's a very very good header of the ball and, and that's what makes him so dangerous it's not just Tom, that he gets in the position, but he's a very good finisher when he's there. And sometimes that can be lacking from center backs. His hit rate is a lot higher than that of other players at the same position.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, we've seen PK do that a lot at Barcelona. And and that's something that I think would would see him fit in. You know, at Barcelona, the, f- the fact that he's not going to be getting... He's not going to be called into action quite as much. You know, you see long stretch of the games where... You know, he's going to have that license to go forward, to get involved with play. So maybe the fact that, you know, he, he can operate further forward is, is going to be a massive bonus at a club like Barcelona. Maybe maybe going to a smaller club where he's not going to have that license would, would actually hinder him somewhat. So Barcelona might actually be the club where he can really flourish and show everything that he has to offer. So, yeah, there's me doing a big Big U-turn
0: there. I think at various points in this podcast, I think we've argued that just about anything could be good for Yerry Mina, and I think that just shows uh, the skill level that he has. In that you can talk yourself into him being successful in just about any role, Uh, and he's certainly one that it certainly seems like he's a sure thing coming out of South America, and that he's a player who is going to have a very long and successful career in Europe for a lot of big clubs and for the Colombian national team.
1: Yeah, I I think, as you said, there's a lot of players who are always linked to, to European clubs, but if I was gonna say to to anyone who who do I think is going to come across and adapt really well and, and become a big player, then Yoin is going to be certainly if not top of the list in the in the top sort of five. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a really, really big twelve months, eighteen months for him. Yeah, hopefully we can be some of the guys who've uh, picked him early to to be that colossal centre-back that Barcelona are in need of.
0: And I think you're right in saying that he could certainly be a breakout player of the 2018 World Cup, where a lot of people see him for the first time for Colombia and and see how talented he is and say, oh, where did he come from? Uh, And I think he has all the makings to be that type of player.
1: Yeah, totally agreed. It's going to be a pleasure seeing, yeah, I mean, if we're wrong, then... uh, then this might come back to, to bite us. But I'm, I'm pretty confident right now. So let's see what he can do.
0: I'm confident as well. Yeri Mina, mean, a player that, that both you and I are, are very excited to watch develop in the coming years. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to this edition of the WFI Spotlight Pod. We'll be back next time to break down another player that could one day be successful in Europe. Thanks for listening.